Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood, this is SoFloRadio.com. Some people cannot believe that a magician can fool them in such a way that they can't figure it out. But magicians can and magicians do. Swindlers do, con men do all the time. They're not magicians. They're fakes. They're lying to us. They're deceiving us. It's okay to fool people as long as you're doing that to teach them a lesson which will better their knowledge of how the real world works. No matter how smart or well-educated you are, you can be deceived. Fuck, baby. Welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. As you can hear, as always, I am joined live in the studio by the master of production and engineering, the man who makes sure that our groove remains satiny, smooth, me compadre. Hola. Como estas? Instead, of course, every Groovathon emerges from an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo. To everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world. Yo, how you doing, pal of mine? I'm a little less fidgety today, although <laughs> it's early, very early in the show. Yeah. So let's see what I can do. Loving the weather. Loving it. This yeah. is open the windows at, mm-hmm. you know, at night. Well, I haven't had the air conditioning going in like two weeks now. Two you know, weeks? Oh, two, lucky you. Yeah, it's been about two weeks. I put the fans on. Okay. You know, and open up the windows and stuff, so I've got, like, a good cross breeze. I've got that, that you know, I've got openness on both sides of the house. Indeed. So, so it works out perfect, man. I was I was on a phone. I was talking to my mom. I said, this is what it was like every day when I was living in Hawaii. This, oh. This is what every day. I, the house I lived in in Hawaii, okay, the day I moved in, I, it, it must have had well over a, a dozen windows. It probably had, like, 15, 20 windows. There were at least ten windows I opened the day I moved in, and never never closed again until the day I moved out. Not once. There was a uh, a uh, weatherman there on the nightly news named Guy Hoggy, and he, like three four days a week, he would literally start off his weather forecast by saying, "Well, once again, best weather on the planet." <laughs> right on. <laughs> um, hey, by the way, I have a, uh, a hello for you. Okay, hello. A, a gentleman named Dick Feinberg. Yeah. He, he was a GM at Pompano Park. Said he used to yep. call in, you know, to the Neil Rogers show. We, and We, uh, we I, know each other, yes. Yes, I ran into him. I was getting my uh, glasses readjusted. Really? Yeah. And he was sitting right there. I had a chat with him. And as it turns out, 
You know, you, 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 you dropped my name and someone no. caught it on the first bounce. I, I <laughs> did. He, he brought up Neil Rogers. Ah. Not me. I said, yeah, and you know, I was doing You this. said, uh, I found his producer in an alley. Yes. Uh, rummaging through a dumpster. dumpster. Yeah. That's pr- pretty much that's what I did. I was like, I saved him from dumpster diving. It was great. Mm-hmm. Well, so. not yet, but uh, <laughs> I certainly don't have to dive for every meal. Now. You got the Thanksgiving coming up later. So let me ask you, you got your pie quota? What's the pie quota for uh, this year? You know, I, 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 <laughs> I try not to uh, make promises I can't keep. So <laughs> even if they're to myself. Yeah, I, I'm heading, I'm, you know, I'm doing, uh, I'm going over to friends. And then, uh, you know, a couple days after that, I'm heading up to New York. And I was, uh, you know, because my... Uh, my aunt and uncle are having their 60th wedding anniversary, so I'm going to be popping into Philadelphia, which was named the by National Geographic for 2020, the top U.S. city to visit in the United States of America. There were only two places in America that actually made the list, Philadelphia okay. and the Grand Canyon. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know. What do we know? I don't know. What, what else are you going to say? I guess I'll have to go to both of those places and see uh, You've if You've never been true. to the Grand Canyon? I have not. Oh, dude. I lived in Montana. We have lots of canyons. And yeah, no, no, no. Valleys. The Grand stuff, Canyon but. is the one place where it acts absolutely is head and shoulders above what anybody has ever said. All right. About. It's, it's truly awesome. I'll put it it's on the It's one list. of the most awesome things. When I first saw it, I was blown. I didn't think I could be blown away. All right. But you come through the trees on the south rim. And all you see, like, you see these cars parked inside a road. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a row of trees there. And so you park, and you walk through trees, and it's like, boosh. It's just, it's... There it is. It's real. It really is. If you haven't right. been to the Grand Canyon, you should go. Needless to say, though, we've got a lot of stuff to get to today, so we got to get to it. Including... Let's do it. Yeah, man. <laughs> let me see what we got here. We got uh, Michael Bloomberg and Patrick Duval jump into the 2020 race after being visited by the ghost of Rosie Ruiz... <laughs> Why the latest printing of Heilbronner's Econ 101 textbook Introduction to Macroeconomics has replaced the guns and butter analogy with the oil and water hypothesis. Mm. Uh, the walrus trolls the Eggman by tweeting, Goo goo kajoo, motherfucker. Uh, I drag Jenk Uger out to bed sty, hang him upside down, and let passers-by beat him senseless with his own pot proclamation gavel. Also, oh, here's one you're going to like. You ready? Here we go. The Mormons went down to Mexico. They were looking for a soul to steal. They were in a bind because they were way behind and they were willing to make a deal. But apparently they crapped out. (laughs) Plus, the amazing Rodney explains how he quit chewing gum. The amazing Randy explains how we wound up with Peter Popoff of Presidents. And later on... We'll bust a nut recounting last week's Congressional Circle Jerk. And then after that, I'll offer up a reason to keep Justice Ginberg in your prayers during this holiday season. And naturally, all of that is going to be amidst more than 100 minutes of the finest, most diverse group anywhere on the earth. And with, uh, with this being our 99th show and the, uh, the next groove of of course, is uh, our nothing but groove and gratitude it's the century, centennial. Century yeah. mark extravaganza. I figured this would be a good time to uh, call from the archives some of the more groovalicious blocks and mixes that we've concocted over the years, including a segue <laughs> from a 2016 show that remains among the 10 best of all time 
in any format ever broadcast Ooh, in right. history. Plus, I got a drive groove with a full tank of high-octane shredding Steve's that harkens back to our humble beginnings. <laughs> it is awesome. Awesome, baby. It is just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that really matters anymore. Yeah, Hollywood. Of Florida, that is. Means just past 9 a.m. on the south side of Mauna Loa. Aloha to my Kau crew. Just past 7 at night in Dublin, Lytham, St. Anne, Lisbon, and the rest of Western Europe. Just past 8 o'clock in Petitlestrand, Sweden. Shout out to my man Duncan and the Nordic Nomads. And just past 9 p.m. in Istanbul, Turkey, where my gal RCG don't need no F-35 to keep the groove flying in Mach 2. Yo, Gramps, Master, Flash. Are you ready to make Mantronics proud by putting the needle to the groove? I'm all fidgety. There you go. Saddle up, y'all. It's the groove on SoFloRadio.com.
enough is out of sight. Everything is sugar bear. How do you spell relief? Don't hesitate. 
As you hear it, pump up the volume. Dance with the speaker till you hear it blow. Then plug in a headphone, cause here it go. It's a full letter word when it's heard to control your body to dance. So, dot text the tempo like a red alert. Reach your reflex and let it work. When this is playing, you can't get stuck with the steps. So, to say, and I'ma still come up with a gift to be swift. Follow the leader, the rhyme ago. Death with the record that was mixed a long time ago. It could be done, but only I could do it. For those that could dance and clap your hands to it. Start to think, and then I sink into the paper like I was in. When I'm writing, I'm trapped in between the line. I escape when I finish the rhyme. I got soul, soul. Like this might tempt me to pull show my rings in my fat gold chain. Grab the mic like I'm on so trained, but I wait. Cause I master this. Let the others go first so the brothers don't miss. Eric, we break the sticks. Rock him will begin when you make the mix. I'll experiment like a scientist. You wanna rhyme? You gotta sign my list. Cause I'm a manifest and bless the mic I'll hold. You wanna next? Then you gotta have soul. Cause if you ain't got it, I'ma make an encore. Take the mic, make the people respond for the R. Cause that's the way it'll have to be If you wanna get on after me Think about it, wait, erase your rhyme Forget it, and don't waste your time Cause I'll be in the crowd if you ain't controlling it Drop the mic, you shouldn't be holding it This is how it should be done This style is identical to none Some try to make it sound like this But you're getting me So upset that I'm wet cause you're sweating me I drip steam like a microphone theme Ego to MC is my theme I get hyped When I hear a drum roll, rock him is on the mic, and you know I got soul. Say my name, first of all, I'm the soloist, the soul controller. Rock him, get stronger as I get older. Constant elevation, cause expansion. I write my rhymes while I'm cool in my mansion. They put it on tape and in the city I test it. Then on the radio, the R's requested. You listen to it, the concept might break you. Cause almost anyone can relate to. Whoever's out of hand, I'ma give them handles. Light them up, blow them out like candles. Or should I just let them out? To give them a hand so they can see I felt. I'm not bold just cause I rock gold Rock cameras on the mic 
and you know I got soul. Soul. See what you got. Get off the mic for it, get you hot. I wanna see which posse can dance the best. It should be easy, cause the beat is fresh. Now, feel from uptown, Brooklyn bound, the Bronx, Queens, or Long Island sound. Even other states come right and exact. It ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. Since you came here, you have to show and prove and do that dance until it don't move. That's all you need is soul, self esteem, and release. The rest is up to you. Rock him and say peace.
Cause you might be moving up too fast Yeah, yeah, yeah If you ever love somebody of a different set That the set didn't let you forget And it just don't go like that Yeah, yeah I know how to beat the people to stop Turn around and stare Signify nothing And no right Don't rape me Yeah, yeah, yeah Oh man I'm in
How's that? How's that for timing, huh? A message. Is that a coincidence? Oh that yeah, song? maybe the specials from their uh, from their debut album. The specials came out in '79. That song was actually uh, the I believe the entire album was produced by uh, Elvis Costello. Produced the entire album. Uh, my daughter and son-in-law just went to that concert. He was here in town. Elvis Costello. I've seen yeah. him a bunch of times. I'm sure I have. I actually got in the back door at the Palladium. I was with Alon Portnoy and Michael J. of the Fuzz Tones. We were on our way to Max's Kansas City to go see the Senders. And we were walking down 13th Street. And we were behind the Palladium. And we could hear the music coming out. And the guy goes, hey, I'll get you guys in the door. Ten bucks a pop. We were like, who's playing? He's like, Elvis Costello. So we each got in the door. The back door to Palladium to see Elvis on his uh, Armed Forces tour. Ten bucks pop. That was a good show. Very good. <laughs> I was really hoping that uh, that somebody would have made uh, that that song their their ringtone and then had their phone go off accidentally <laughs> during you know during the live hearings. That would have been great. Uh, yeah. That timing would have been great. Before that, a song I have been dying to play. It is uh, Calypso King and the Soul Investigators' Raw Grapes. From mm-hmm. their album Soul Strike came out in 2001. Before that, a three song mix that, uh, when did it, we did this in 2017, back in uh, September. Um, so you had uh, Sly and the Family Stone, Underdog. That is a song from their very first uh, release. A whole new thing came out in 67. Then before that was a band called Black Pistol Fire. The song is uh, Baby Ruthless from. Hush or Howl came out in 2014's uh, Toronto band. Uh, it's basically just two guys, uh, Eric Owen and Kevin McCowan. So Eric's on drums, and uh, the guy Kevin is uh, guitar and vocals. And then leading off the set, Eric B. and Rakim. I know you got soul from Paid in Full. Can't go wrong with that. Before that, of course, the great one, Rodney Dangerfield. He is great. The, you know, Dr. V, you still seeing the same doctor here, Dr. Vinny Vuvats. Dr. Vinnie Vu, I love it. Can I, I try to take care of myself. Can I have a cigarette, Johnny? <laughs> I said, to me, that is just so good. Before that, EU, which stands for Experience Unlimited. Oh, la, la, from Go, Go, Crank. And it's an album I've talked about a lot with Chuck Brown. The Soul Searchers and mm-hmm. Red. So like that came out in 85. The, uh, the guy who headed up that band is uh, Sugar Bear. Uh, Greg, uh, Greg Elliott, Sugar Bear Elliott. There was a... Uh, just, I was telling you, this is the guy that did uh, Doing the Butt Band. That mm-hmm. was a big hit song. And I guess at the BET Awards this year, they brought mm-hmm. him up and did a whole thing with like a marching band. I saw the video of it. They brought like a, a you know, one of those high school marching bands on and did the song Doing the Butt. It was really. I, I love that song. It's, you know, I skated really, that song. It's well, on my phone. That, it's, that, it, was, yeah. it was really mm-hmm. good. I, know, I thought they were a one-hit wonder, so now I feel like... Well, yeah. th- that's the whole thing. Is I, As I was talking about on the last show with Chuck Brown and uh, Soul mm-hmm. Search and stuff like that, these guys, they tended to come out with like three-song, you know, mini-EPs because each song is, you know, when you see these guys live, every song is, is 10, 15, 20 minutes long. It's, a, it's, it's the remix. You're, it's a dance concert when you see these guys and they're trying to make Go-Go the official music Mm-hmm. You know, they, they want to put it in because D.C. is becoming so gentrified, they're kind of losing their identity. And go-go music really is the music of D.C. It is absolutely the music of D.C. So there you go. EU Experience Unlimited kicking off the set. Yeah, Led Zeppelin, Royal Orleans from Presence. One of the most, one of the ten most underrated rock albums of all time. John Bonham at his absolute finest. Love that. You know... 
I told him about this guy I knew once. He was in like this heavy metal stuff. He was always like, die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, die, die, you know, that kind of shit. And he literally said to me, yeah, I'm not really that big a fan of Zeppelin. I'm like, I, I was like, yeah, I, I we can't we can't be friends. Literally, <laughs> I told him his name's Mark, and that was it. I don't really think I, I, you know, he was a bit of a pussy anyway. Raiders fan. Oh well, I you know, so wouldn't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Hmm? I'll get this out of the way. Then uh, what caught my eye recently? Some some sports news. My mighty Metropolitans got two year end awards. Pete Alonso, rookie of the year, broke the uh, record for. Uh, for home runs by a rookie and led the league in home runs with 53 plus and this is stunning Jacob deGrom won the National League Cy Young award again back to back okay two consecutive years which is a remarkable feat in baseball okay it really is it doesn't happen that often and particularly for a team that both neither you know two years in a row he won the award they didn't even make the playoffs. I'll tell you something. Here's my prediction. Next year, okay, McNeil is going to win the MVP for the National League. Also in uh, baseball news, the Astros, who lost the World Series, and it was a bizarre World Series because every game was won by the away team. So the Nationals won all four games in Houston. Well, guess what? The Astros were stealing signs. They were using a camera in center field and then banging on a trash can. Okay. You know, because now it's modern technology. Now, it, that's always been a thing about st- sign stealing. So you got a guy at second base. Mm-hmm. And so what you'll see the catcher do is he'll run through a series of signs and him and the pitcher have a thing where they're saying, it's the second sign that I put up or the third sign. Mm-hmm. So if the guy at second can't indicate to the hitter, oh, it's going to be yeah. a curveball right. or a fan, okay? But these guys were doing it with a camera in center field, which just goes to show how fucking good Strasburg, mm-hmm. the pitcher for the Nationals, is because he won both games and was named the MVP of the World Series. And he won them both in Houston where they were stealing his signs, and he still dominated both games. So, you know, I thought that was interesting. The uh, MLB commissioner says uh, punishments could be severe. Could be severe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, some, some other, just one other thing. We were talking about the uh, rugby finals the other day, and I, was, and I mentioned, I said, you know, we're talking about tough guys in sports. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I said curling. Uh, I said uh, hurling, Irish hurling. Yes. Okay. Well, guess what? I didn't even know this, but the New York Hurling Classic just took place on the 16th at City Field, where the Mets played. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know they were doing that either. It was, you know, four teams, Wexford and uh, Kilkenny against... Uh, they were they played each other, and I can't remember what the other match was. But if this becomes an annual thing, I think next year I'm, I'm heading up. I'm going to head up for that. That is... I, if you've never seen Irish Hurling, it is... They they say it's literally right, it's not what you think it is. Yeah, let me tell you something. <laughs> they call it the fastest uh sport that okay. that has a ball in it. All right. Of of anything. It is ridiculous. You were talking to me, you know, you now you're back on Twitter, right? 
Well, I I only had a Twitter account that that mirrored the Facebook for show posts. I never right. like tweeted what I was thinking about something. It was only ever promoting something. But yeah, I made a secret account so that I can. Yeah, but now you said you know the yeah the best because thing I'm boycotting Facebook. Right. Well, the best, well here's the thing. I got a couple of notes on this. For one thing, Wikipedia's Jimmy Wales mm-hmm. okay has launched an alternative to Facebook and Twitter. He's, okay. he's starting up a new site. All right, so th- th- there are other alternatives yeah, that I try to... Well, that's something to I'll least, keep an eye on it. Yeah, I but mean, in the meantime, right, all of... I mean, if you're following impeachment or whatever, and... It's Trump's tweets aren't the fun part. It's the responses. It's the responses, but also... Are you following you get, John Bolton listen, is my question. I, I am following you John. Are you follow- kidding? Are you kidding he me? Is the thing. Are you kidding me? Is it possible that this guy is going to turn out to be the true patriot? I joined him on his second tweet... God. Since he came back. Are you, I'm waiting for the walrus. I have been waiting. I, just, I, I made that comment. Listen. I said, what's it going to be like when somebody actually trolls Trump and like really I competes am. with him on his level, down to and his he's level? He's creating a, a pack. Well, he's going to have a... To here's the thing. You know, he if he testifies, it depletes the value of his book. On the other hand, here's the thing. I, mm-hmm. If he doesn't testify, what we really want is for his book... To mm. be released, let's say uh, May no, tomorrow. No, no, no. Right. We want it in May or June. May or June of next year. No. Oh, Lord, have no. mercy! The walrus. No, let me tell you, uh, that's not going. It's not going to impact already at this point. Oh, I think. Oh, let me no. tell you, he is the hawk. No one cares. You know what? I think they. W- you know the what? people that don't care most don't people, care. Most people won't care. Well, that's everyone's thing. mind is made. We'll up. talk about the impeachment shit later. Sure. But but, uh, but but to not to belabor the the Twitter point, I'm watching news stories and the news stories about this one tweeted this and was this one tweeted that. Just have it come up in real time on your Twitter it's, feed. It's, it's way way faster. Way you're you're watching the news unfold. You're watching the president, uh, uh, you know, tweet all the horse shit, and the news has it while it's evening, happening. While it's happening, like, you know, it's like yeah, witness. He can't control himself, right? You yeah. can, you can actually just be a, a a front row spectator to everything that's going. on I know on right that's now. the thing, though. I'm not sure I want to be. Oh yeah, you do. Trust uh, me, you want to. You would be. You would you would f- uh, abandon I'm Facebook, on, and you would become part of those conversations. That's because the thing. I don't want. All that's, of, yeah, that's you would. I'm telling you, all of these people, the like the people that you see on the news, the commentators, George Conway, for example, he's tweeting stuff. It's wonderful. It's wonderful what he has to say in response to all this other shit yeah, and his and own you know material. What the thing is? And people sure. responding to him. Yeah, well. Okay, like so it. what else? Uh, Bevin uh, finally talked tail in Kentucky. Good. He ducked out uh, Louisiana after two rallies by Trump. Yeah, the Democrat was reelected. Nice try down there. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, uh, you know, we now have one, two, three, four billionaires running for president. Okay? The... Uh, was it Bloomberg? And now you got uh, you know you've got Steyer. Well, you got Trump, who's a fake. But he's not really a billionaire. But we're right for the purposes of this this story. You got then you got Steyer, you got Yang, and now you got Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg is really he's basically pulling a Rosie Ruiz. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know who she is. Mm-hmm. Rosie Ruiz. Do you do you remember her at all? Mm-hmm. She was the one who basically. Claimed to have won the New York City Marathon, but it turned out that she had actually oh, yeah. taken a train. <laughs> right, right. She took the subway. And they say that, you know, run for president's a marathon. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
Well, apparently Bloomberg and Duvall are doing the Rosie Ruiz. Right at the end. You like that? Yeah. I have a T-shirt somewhere. It's got a picture of a token on it. It says Rosie Ruiz hey, fan club. People ask me, what do you think about Bloomberg? I go, anybody, anything. You know who I think should run for president? The bingo chicken. The chicken that they play bingo by, uh, oh yeah, uh, you know that the lotto, the lotto chicken, uh, the numbers that Tic the chicken Tic shits Tic on, Tic the numbers Tic that the chicken shits on. That should be the president. Bingo chicken, lotto <laughs> chicken, president lotto chicken. Hey, should we fire that Navy Seal? They'll have the lotto chicken walk across a Ouija board, and if, <laughs> if it hits yes, if it hits no, whatever. <laughs> you know, I it's, saw Bloomberg's new you know, ad. It'll be less harmful. We'll be sucking up to the Russians less. We'll be committing fewer <laughs> war crimes. Yeah, There'll you. be fewer emoluments. Lotto chicken. <laughs> no vested interests. I, I'll tell you the thing. I, I saw, you know, uh, Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Unlike, unlike, you know, the thing is, like, Trump, people like Trump say, um, I'm not taking any, um, you know, not taking any money. I'm yeah, the salary. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, oh, the um, campaign contributions. Campaign contributions. All right. The thing is, is that the campaign contributions are irrelevant. It's the dark money. You know, it's just 501c4, packs that matter. Now, Bloomberg has just said the same thing. I'm not going to, you know, I'm doing it all mm-hmm. on my own. I actually believe, you know, first of all, he can't afford to do it on his own. Second of all, yeah, I right. just saw his ad. And I'll tell you something. Do you know, you know who nailed this one was uh, Saturday Night Live last night when they said, oh, Bloomberg, you know what? A Jew, a billionaire Jew who runs a media company. Boy, right. nothing, that, nothing, for, nothing for people to go at there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. But I saw his ad. I'll tell you something. I'm gonna, I, there's a chance I could come around to Bloomberg. I could. I'm okay with him. Yeah, I could come Even around. Even though I'm anti-billionaire, I guess yeah. uh, you should say. Yeah, but. but you know, look, I talked about this a couple shows ago. I said, is, is political office the new... Sports franchise toy here's, here's, for billionaires. Here, maybe, but here's why you know I'm not bothered by people like uh, like Bloomberg or George Soros, uh, you know, and um, it, because noblesse oblige. I believe that it requires these rich people to be an example to the other rich people. Yes, because we mere mortals can't compete at, in That's that exactly it. And arena. Bloomberg and Steyer. You right. know, I, I, Tom Steyer's pitch, I'll tell you something. I'm watching Jeff one of Jeff Bezos, there's another one. I was searching for his name. All these, you know, billionaire, liberal-esque yeah, but he's, people. You know what? He claims to be a billionaire. If he were really a liberal. I know. Okay. He'd I know. pay taxes. He'd pay taxes. You know? Tom, I'm watching one of Tom Steyer's ads. You know what occurred to me? It sounded remarkably like Trump. Okay. You know, a oh, yeah. a a, uh, a um, Well, this is going to be the new thing now. I was going to talk about that. Who can be the most bigoted? Who can be the most identity politics? Well, that's Okay, I told you that I had good news about Jim Jordan. I uh, You ready? Here it did, comes. Okay. There is a guy named Chris Gibbs. He's an Ohio farmer and he's been uh vocal and has been on a few news shows over the years. Um uh, particularly relating to uh, farm, you know, subsidies Mm -hmm. and the tariffs and all that stuff. He has been a lifelong Republican. Mm -hmm. And he has now put together an exploratory committee, and he is going to launch a campaign to run as an independent against Jim Jordan. 
Okay, great. Okay. But you know that that article in the in the that Cleveland newspaper that everyone is uh, talking about? No, well, they, they did an editorial. I'll I'll forward it to you. It's it's wonderful. But that, I I learned a thing or two, and one of them is he's he's he he's got uh, it's a heavily gerrymandered district. Oh, fuck! Well, yeah, there. duh. Yeah. So Pennsylvania, so, you know. Yeah. I mean, I went on about that a couple of years ago. Here's the quote, though. I thought this was great. Chris Gibbs said um, that he was. He said. He talked about the destructive nature of populism, and he said it's a perennial search to find the villain to slay and then never a plan for what to do with the body. Right. I thought, you know, and so Chris Gibbs in Ohio, keep your eye on that boy. We're rooting for Chris. Okay, we're rooting for Chris Gibbs. Uh let me see a few other stories here. Just when, you know, I talk about the uh, USMCA mm-hmm. on Atlanta show, just when I thought it was really started, it had, there, there was some, some chit-chat. There was a little, there was, you know, a little chit-chat there in the house, and I thought it was about to get legs. And then I see this headline, no USMCA deal yet as window narrows for 2019 vote. And basically what's going on is that as you, House Speaker Pelosi said Thursday that she doubts Congress has enough time left to pass the USMCA this year. And I'll tell you something. This is the perfect argument for Trump, for the Republicans. Look at what you're doing. You're not paying attention to the people's business. You fucking idiots. Once again, I point this out, an absolutely sterling example of the Democrats' Never missing an opportunity to fail to miss lose an opportunity. Yeah. Yep. There, that's it. Channeling Yasser Arafat. Uh, let me see some more follow-ups on a couple of stories from the last show. This one made me very angry. I just found out about this. There is a fraud case developing around a company called Balfour Beatty. They are a construction company. They were contracted to build military housing uh, mm-hmm. in. Uh, I think it was Lackland Air Force Base in uh, Oklahoma. Uh, or there's, a, there's an Air Force Base in Oklahoma, another one in San Antonio. Okay. And well, apparently what they did is they faked inspection and completion date records in order to receive bonuses, you know, for, for a job well done. Except that on the... Uh, on base housing in Oklahoma and San Antonio, it was roach infested. The right. houses, and it was there was black mold mm. in these houses. That's and my stuff least like favorite that, okay? kind. Okay, there was mold in the houses and stuff like that, and they they literally faked um, their their completion records so that they could show that they came in you know on time and get these bonuses. Over the last ten years, Balfour Beatty has gotten $2 million in bonuses. And where do those bonuses come from? This is the part that makes me want to just literally poke my eyes out with a rusty fork, all right? All right. They got $2 million in bonuses, and those were paid from, you're going to love this, service members' checks. Wonderful. Yeah. That's the best. That boy, I was gonna, I was gonna guess what, like taxpayer dollars. No! Even better, service members checks. I'm I'm not sure if there is a more 
first of all, how is it possible to Balfour Beatty? And they're like, we, you know, Balfour Beatty, of course, in a statement said, you know, we're we're doing an internal investigation. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Mm. Okay, first things first. How about giving back two million dollars to the service? Mm-hmm. You know, to the to the actual troops. Why don't you try that? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I'm just going to guess that Balfour Beatty's a pretty fucking rich company. I haven't looked up their stock price or uh, their their uh, their cash to expenditure values, stuff like that. You know, uh, and all that. But I have a feeling they're in the black. Yeah. Other other than the mold. They're they're liquid, or at least mushy. They're mushy, yeah, exactly. Um, That is, of all the things I've heard, Mm -hmm. because I was talking last week, we were talking about how, you know, John Bon Jovi had to literally raise $500,000 to get housing for homeless troops, and it took them 10 fucking years to do it. Mm -hmm. These guys, over those 10 years... Over the same 10 years, mm-hmm. got $2 million in bonuses, okay, snagged from the checks of soldiers, airmen, marines, okay, sailors. Mm-hmm. They took their money, gave it to Balfour Beatty for a job that they did not do well. Oh, it sounds like a Betsy DeVos company. A what? I don't want to lump her in the- there. For a couple other, uh, let me see, uh, some more stuff to follow up. Trump facing farmers' discontent plans help for ethanol. We were talking about how the, the farmers were all pissed off. Quote, trade has made the president more farmer-friendly, Mr. Book said. Book is one of these guys. He's a uh, representative for, you know, the corn lobby or whatever. King Corn. The trade pressures on his Midwest base have forced concessions that otherwise might not have happened given the president's pro-fossil ideology. He is a pro-fossil ideology. What, there's, there's an anti-fossil <laughs> ideology? I'll tell you, what have the fossils ever done to you? Here's another one uh, for Jank Uger out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, uh, let me see what we got here. Black lawmakers to block legalized marijuana in New York if their communities don't benefit. What did I tell you? What did I say back in 2018? Look it up. I said it. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to Groove It Don. You're going to stay way ahead. I said, this is going to work because they're not going to go into these communities. Mm-hmm. All the money is going to go to the big shots. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? That's what's going to happen. Black lawmakers are blocking a push to, uh, to legalize recreational marijuana in New York, warning Governor Andrew Cuomo, um, warning that his proposal could perpetuate the racial inequity Fostered under current drug law. The lawmakers say that unless people of color are guaranteed a share of the potentially $3 billion industry, there may be no legalization this year. They want to be assured some of the money will go towards job training programs and that minority entrepreneurs will receive licenses to cultivate or sell the marijuana. Ten states have legalized recreation, um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, They see the intent. uh, They don't want to see what has happened in other states being repeated. They say one misstep in particular stands out. None of the 10 states or Washington, D.C. ensured that minority communities would share in any economic windfall of legalization, missing out on an opportunity to redress years of having a disproportionate number of African Americans arrested on marijuana charges. Yeah, didn't see that one. Well, yes, I did. And, and anybody with half a fucking brain 
should have seen that one coming. It is obvious, okay, that any time you have something with that kind of back-end value, mm-hmm. okay, potentially, the big boy's just going to squeeze everybody out. And yeah, by everybody, like they always do. And by everybody, we're talking about minorities. All little people. Little you know, people. Nothing, nothing personal minorities. You yeah. just happen to be in there amongst the little amongst people. Amongst the little people, yeah. Right. All right. But what what the uh, lawmakers are saying in New York is they're saying that um, uh, because of the disproportionate amount of you know blacks and Hispanics mm-hmm. that are in jail on these ridiculous you know Rockefeller law you know, drug charges and stuff, basically just ruining their lives because they got caught smoking a joint on the corner of Flatbush and 3rd. You know, you want to do the right thing? Great. We'll let you legalize marijuana, but the the money, the profits, the tax revenue has to be put back into the communities where you guys did the most damage in the first fucking place. And until you do that, you're not, we're not going to say yes. And I agree with him. All right, I'm yeah. with them all the way on that. Uh, let me see. I, t- I thought this was interesting. A flood of oil is coming, complicating efforts to fight global warming. This was interesting. I, I didn't pull up the article here, but basically what, what's happening is there are countries um, around the world that are now starting Brazil and uh, I think it's the Philippines. It's the Philippines. It might be even the Philippines. There are countries that have decided that they are going to go balls to the wall. With oil production? Pumping, pumping oil. And they're going to wind up putting it in... Well, they can while people are still burning it, I well, guess. Well, but that's the interesting thing. America is producing more oil than ever before, mm-hmm. more expensively than ever before. I mean, the the, uh, the Canadian tar sands, that is literally the most expensive yeah. oil to produce on the planet. It is ridiculous. And it's also the amount of harm it does mm-hmm. to the environment just to get the oil. Okay? This sure. is like ethanol. You know, this is the, right. the lunacy of ethanol. That's what the Keystone XL pipeline is all about. It's that's tar sand oil. Yeah, exa- and and here's what's interesting about that: Keystone pipeline spill now looks worse than previously thought. This is from a couple of days ago. Yeah, a crude oil spill from the Keystone pipeline in eastern North Dakota has turned out to have affected almost ten times the amount of land as first reported. A state regulator said on Monday. This article is from, let me see, it's a date on this. About, about a week ago, this came out. North Dakota environmental scientist Bill Seuss, like Dr. Seuss, spelled the same way, said the leak reported on October 29th is now estimated by state regulators to have affected about 209,100 square feet, which is uh, 19,000 square meters of land near Edinburgh. Uh, he said uh, affected about 22,000. Another leak affected 22,500 square feet. Um, Calgary, Alberta-based TC Energy, formerly known as TransCanada. Mm. you got to love these companies. They get sued. They are convicted of all kinds of things. They don't go away. This is what these, these private prison companies have done. Mm-hmm. Okay, They get busted, sued, and then they just change their name. Sure. Well, yeah. they transition, like in TransCanada. Right. Okay, TransCanada estimated its pipeline leaked an estimated 383 gallons. 383, excuse me, thousand yeah. gallons. 
said that estimate has not changed. The cause of the spill is still unknown. An affected portion of the pipe has been sent to a third-party laboratory for inspection. You know, I bet you it's them engines sabotaging that pipe to make us all look bad. I, I said this a long time ago about uh, drugs. And I said, you know, the, corporation, the cartels don't fear the corporations. The corporations fear the cartels. And I said, you know, I, I made the comparison to um, uh, the, the quote from the Bible. You know, at first we, you know, we saw him and he did whatever. Right. I'm trying to remember what the quote was. You should know this. I should, but I don't. You got to give me a little more than that. I know. <laughs> hum I, a few bars. But I, but I said, you know, you knew me then, but and and now you know me different. You know, we look into the mirror and stuff like that. And I said, let me tell you something. You think you know the cartels now? Mm-hmm. You're going to know them a whole lot better. Okay. If you legalize pot nationally, period, okay? Except they won't be known as the Sinaloa cartel anymore. They're going to be like... Trans-Mexico. No, they're going to be Stratton-Oakmont. Yeah. You know, from Mm -hmm. the Wall Street. That's Mm -hmm. the... the, They're going to be Stratton-Oakmont. And let me tell you something. You think they're bad now? Imagine how bad they're going to be after they get a chance to fucking have a powwow, okay, during the dessert course of a Republican Party fundraiser, Mm -hmm. you know, with the uh, CEO of Pfizer. Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine what they're going to be like then. All right, seriously, this is what we've come to now. So, um, at the same time, though, I thought this is interesting. There is a company called Heliogen. Uh, this is a Bill Gates-funded startup, and they say they have a way for artificial intelligence to make a field of mirrors reflect sunlight that can generate heat above. 1,830 degrees Fahrenheit, which is the temperature that is needed to produce stuff like concrete and steel and glass. Mm-hmm. And they say that they've, they've got it now. They've, they, they can get the, yeah, by the mirror the, by reflecting the sunlight. Right. They now have an artificial – they've used artificial intelligence to be able to bounce it mm-hmm. and produce this amount of heat so you don't have to do it in burn traditional things. burn things. You know? Did you, by the way, did you see uh, the, the new pickup truck that uh, Elon Musk? Yeah, yeah. Far out, baby. Yeah, that is Jetson cool. shit right there, man. That is some Jetson shit. Uh, let me see. Um, guns. Well, you know, I'll transition this one. American weapons ended up in the wrong hands in Yemen. Now they're being turned on the U.S.-backed government. Yeah, we sold guns to Saudi, you know. That's, that's fine. Yeah. That's <laughs> fine. We love – listen – we love proxy wars against ourselves as long as we can sell the weapons to ourselves. This is one of those interesting things, though, because Russia, basically, its entire economy is dependent on two things. Oil, oil and weapons. and weapons. Yeah. Well, guess what? We're not, you know, we're, we're pretty close. We need to undersell them on weapons. Well, I, I guess that's I, we what usually we do. I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess that's what we're trying that AK, baby, that man, a, they that. got a lot of mileage out of that. That was a cherry. They got that in the pocket, the man. That's, yeah, man. The old declare. Okay. They're still getting money the on air, that. Air Kalishnikov, they're still getting money on that. It was a, you know, it's a great weapon. It's a great weapon. I fired one. It's, I'll tell you, I'm not a gun fan, but it was fun. There, there's, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. You know, she went up. So, uh, on, on, on the subject of guns, what Trump didn't say about the massacre in Mexico, if the president wants to fight the cartels behind killings like Monday's attack on a Mormon family, he can start with guns. Or, 
Hmm? You can start with the Mormons, right? Yeah. Tell me about that. Tell you about the polygamists that go to Mexico, the uh, the splinter groups that break off from the main church. You want, uh, you want some history? Well, here's the thing. Basically, what everybody knows from the news mm-hmm. is that a whole bunch of Mormons got gunned down by cartels. That's that's the that's the news story. Yes. The backstory is what? All right. Joseph Smith wanted to have a lot of wives, but he was living in America, and polygamy was illegal. So he made up a religion where he said, God said that we need to go back to the biblical origins of marriage and have harems and have lots of wives. And uh, a few people decided to listen to him because they liked that idea too and trading their daughters like so many trading cards and everything even when they're underage <laughs> so they were driven progressively Thank you, David Koresh. they were driven progressively westward everywhere they went uh, no one liked those perverts so they were driven progressively westward and every time they were driven off they got more and more angry and militant to the point where uh, at some point during the West, they were heavily armed, including with explosives. Okay? So uh, they even they massacred some settlers, and, uh, and they were very unpopular. They were pervert assholes everywhere they went. And, uh, and, and off they went, and eventually they, they found Salt Lake City. And, you know, they founded Salt Lake City. They found the Salt Lake, a stinking brine pool, and they decided to settle there because nobody else wanted to be in that area because it's, it stinks. So uh, they, they created Salt Lake City and everything. And then, but then eventually the country grew up around them and the, the civilized world encroached upon them once again. And they found themselves in disfavor. And huh. what happened is the United that, States. That's, that's, that's the kids are coming. The United you? States said, we won't allow you, Utah, the Utah Territory, to become a state because you're a bunch of pervert polygamists. You have to disavow polygamy or we won't let you into America. So the Mormon Church officially declared polygamy wrong. It took them a lot of years before, before uh, allowing black people to be Mormons, by the way. It took them many more years to allow black people to be Mormons because black people are bad in the Mormon church. That's the, the stain of Adam. Oh, is that the stain? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the Mormon church went, all right, we can't, we're not going to be polygamists anymore. And half of the Mormon church said, what? This is why we became Mormons in the first place. This is what it was all about. This is why we endured <laughs> all this hardship and being driven out of one community after another. Is the, and that's why we established this Utah territory is so that we could be polygamists. And now you're telling us that we can't be polygamists? And like, no, well, now they're down not officially. Huh. So they went off into the desert and they were eventually, they went off into the desert and formed these separatist communities, but just a few years and not even a couple years ago you heard the news of one of these communities getting busted and the people were all rounded up and taken to jail one of these communities where they were practicing polygamy they have one legal wife but then they get married in the church and right. have multiple wives and some of them are underage and they trade yeah, the it's, girls it's, it's the just, powerful it, men trade the it's girls literally it's literally they, the, the, it's 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 uh child mm-hmm. you know it's it's, it's right uh, child trafficking, child yeah, sex trafficking. Yeah, sex sure. trafficking. The older powerful men, as a matter of fact, the, the, young, the young men, this is how loving, this is how these loving family people drive the young men off. 
That's okay because there are only so many. You know, the women are statistically, you know, half the population. So we got to drive the young men off so that we can marry our daughters off to the old and powerful men that make it financially expedient for us. You uh-huh. know, that make it a financial reward. So. Uh, getting more and more busted in the United States for doing this, these perverts go and establish these polygamous communities in Mexico, where, Hello. of course, it's lawless, and nobody watches you, and as long as you have money and you can bribe the officials, you can have sex with all the underaged uh, cousins that you want, pervert Mormons. So then, by the way, the Mormon church in America that that decided to not be polygamist anymore, uh-huh. they also made a lot of other changes, uh, positive changes, where they wanted to be accepted as good people by the good people of America. And they made leaps and bounds to the point where I challenge you to meet a Mormon you don't like. They're the most likable bunch of people. I love the Mormons. I, if they, if they descended upon this neighborhood, I would, I would help them move in. I would help them arrange their furniture. They are beautiful, wonderful people. That, that part of them, the people that decided to, to abandon their pervert ways. Right. The other ones went to Mexico, okay, and all right, and did what Mormons and did what Mormons traditionally do. What they did in the American West, they armed themselves and became militant and territorial, all right, and got into land wars with the locals, which is what they did in the American West, and that's what they're doing in Mexico. Oops. The militant perverts who were heavily armed were getting into land wars with the local farmers, all right? The local indigenous farmers, and they were having land wars and they were having water wars. Well, guess what? The local indigenous farmers have been for years paying protection to the cartels that have also been there for years. And here come these pervert Americans, establish a community, and start pushing their weight around. And then this happened. There it is. There you go. That's now it. you're up to date. Now we've got the... And I've been... You know, I thought it was interesting because that's the kind of thing that... I haven't heard word one about mm-hmm. on any news show. None. I there are a couple. Of course things. not. Yeah. Americans got killed by brown people. Let's have a war with Mexico. Right. Which, by the way, I think is a great idea. When do we start? <laughs> here's here's a uh, a uh, line. I, I I saw it. It says evangelicals claiming that Trump is sent by God and doing God's will. Yeah, those aren't the, Christians. Is the single strongest case for athe- atheism that I have ever heard in my entire life. I would like to correct those people. These aren't Christians. Yeah. All right. There's no such thing as a Christian Trump supporter. But this one's even better. It says Scientology to team up with Catholic Church for some mad shit altogether. I'm sure. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> There's a nightmare I wasn't uh, I wasn't even thinking about. You know what? My, my nightmare. Hilarious, man. My nightmare is the Jews and the Arabs get together, and then we're all screwed. Everybody that doesn't keep kosher, you know, <laughs> they're going to check you for foreskin, and if you're not circumcised, you're gone, man. But but this is a match made in heaven, really. The Scientologists and the Catholics. It was a joke. Oh know? oh oh! Well, thank God. Whoo! You were scaring me there. I just think that's so funny, though. Cause oh, the force. It's got, you know, for some mad shit altogether. No. Well, All you right. know what? We got right. We got to get back to the groove. We've Please, got some let's. mixes here. I need to calm in, down now. In this, I'm glad I wanted to make sure that we talked about that because you were telling me about it last week. Mm-hmm. We didn't have time for it. it. Yeah, you touched on it just briefly. But that's one of those things that you know I, I really didn't know about. Mm-hmm. I was uh, Until you told me about that. Yeah. I didn't know. 
Yeah. And well, I would venture to guess that 99.9% We're not, of You're not going to hear about it. are not going to talk about it. They're not going to know. Mm-hmm. We, in this you know, by the way, when they busted that Mormon polygamous community here in America in the desert, uh-huh. we all heard about it. Okay. We all heard about the poiverts. We all heard about their perversion and what they were doing, and we saw the compound and everything like that. But but when it's Mexicans killing nice white people with blue eyes and blonde hair, so we can play that up in the media. And That's... by the way, and I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I thought my line. I said they went down. The, the Mormons went down to Mexico. They were looking for a soul to steal, and they ended mm. up getting played like a two dollar fiddle. No, they they went to a place they weren't invited to and did what Mormons do, and uh, and and there were repercussions. I'm not saying that it should have happened. Uh, you know, it's horrible that those children got killed. Got killed. Yes, horrible. All right, uh, and it's horrible that some of those daughters would have been married off to old men. Also horrible. Uh, the adults, on the other hand, I'm fine with that. No, I'm not fine with any of it. I think that those people should come around. I think that they should join the the mainstream Mormon Church and uh, abandon their perverted ways already. Okay. That's what I think there should happen. There you go. Come back to America. Come back to the proper church. Come back from the dark side. All right. You stupid prodigal son. You know the story of the prodigal son. Come back. Have one wife. Yeah. Stop being perverts. Be nice to your neighbors. Stop being, yeah. Treat your neighbors. All, all that. All right, man. You know what? Yeah. We have got some, some stuff here from various uh, shows in the past. A couple of quick mixes. There is a mix in here. Okay. That is, in my opinion... One of the best segues from song to song ever broadcast in any medium ever in the history of broadcast anything. I'm excited. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, we're going to get back to the groove on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs> Walk away, walk away 
sound like Reverend Peter Popoff is very dangerous, man. In my estimation, he was a, a real scoundrel because he was taking people's faith in their religion. He was taking away their security. In many cases, he was harming them physically because he was convincing them that they didn't have to go to doctors anymore, that Jesus had healed them. So I went on the Johnny Carson show, and when the revelation came and you heard Mrs. Popoff's voice, Hello, Petey, can you hear me? If you can't, you're in trouble. Johnny suddenly realized what the gimmick was, and he said, Oh, shit! It turns out that God's frequency, I didn't know he used radio, is 39.170 megahertz, and God is a woman, obviously, and sounds exactly like Popoff's wife, Elizabeth.
Boogie Brothers, that is Funky Flame from 2014. Those cats are actually a couple of uh, music producers from, you're going to love this, Belarus. I, I haven't met a Belarusian that I haven't liked. That's, <laughs> that's what they're called. Belarusian. Belarusian, yes. Yeah. Before that, uh, dug into the B-Boy Breakbeat Collection, DT6 called Donkey Chop. Those uh, those guys, some more, you know, put together mixes and, ba- and uh, breakbeats and stuff, those cats from Glasgow. And uh, before that... The Green Pajamas, <laughs> I Have Touched Madness from Lust Never Sleeps. Those cats from Seattle that came out in 2017. Those guys have released, I think, uh, I wrote it down here, 33 albums between 1984 and 2014. They've never been signed by a major label. Hmm. But they just keep chalking, you know, churning it up and churning it up. And that three-song set was from January of 2018. We had that one of our things before that. Yeah. The amazing Randy. He's amazing. Yeah. Once again, from Johnny Carson. I just showed you that clip of uh, Tommy Smothers, man. That is classic. Classic stuff right there. But uh, it's a movie. The the opening of the show was the opening of the uh, movie. It's a documentary called An Honest Liar. And it's all about amazing Randy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things is, and I, I think I spoke about this years ago, was that what a, what uh, what James Randi's doing is very much what um, uh, P.T. Barnum did later on in life. After he did, you know, he, after he basically muscled his way into the Ringling Brothers gig, um, and then he opened up uh, this huge thing in New York, um, you know, this this spectacle thing with all these acts and whatnot. He then went on to politics. Mm-hmm. He was like the the mayor. Uh, or a representative up in Connecticut. But the thing that he did during his later life that he really focused on was um, the exact same thing. These these short palm readers, tarot mm-hmm. card readers, and he mm-hmm. called them all fakes. And he did the same thing that the, uh, the James Randi did, the Amazing Randi, mm-hmm. the Million Dollar Challenge. You right. can prove it to me. Sure, under, a- evidence. Yeah, you give that to me. There's a great scene in a movie where, where you know, the Amazing Randi is doing, you know, He's like doing a talk, and mm-hmm. I think it's in Italy or Spain or somewhere. And he's saying, you know, you would think with all these people out there claiming to have these powers mm-hmm. of telepathy or telekinesis, and me offering a million dollars, how come there isn't a line like out the door and around a sure. block? You know, so there's we got a little bit more from him later on. All yeah. right, and he really does. If you haven't seen the movie, the movie you should. It's called An Honest Lie. Before that, the greatest mix ever. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's from, uh, from a show we did back in 2016 from our Halloween show, uh, October 34, 2016. It is Radiohead Body Snatchers into Delight doing somebody. That mix I is sublime. It is sublime. I love it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. It is just... And before that... Elm Treason songs called Crayon. Those uh, these guys are. Uh, I played them a couple of years ago. I think I played a couple of tracks by these guys over the years. It's uh, two guys from uh, Staten Island, and it's basically acoustic hard rock. All right, that's what these guys do. It's uh, they've got uh, what are uh, uh, acoustic treason and acoustic sedition, hmm. which are two of their albums. They're probably going to be coming out with something, I believe, next year. 
So, um, but it's really good stuff. And before that, Proudfoot, Parry, Borich, turn up the stereo. It's Larry, uh, Larry Proudfoot, guitar maven from from Australia. Australia. Oh, he's in Australia now. Right? And, uh, all right, the hearings. First things first. After all these years, okay, let me all these all these Republicans talking about how Schiff and the Democrats, they're just okay. Hey, guess what? Elections have consequences. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, elections of consequences. I'm crossing my fingers. Now, I originally had this as Distractapalooza. Then I put Obscurapalooza, Confusapalooza. But now it's Hippocrapalooza. That's really what it is. It is Hippocrapalooza because everybody is concerned. It's really the difference between what something is and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. The, I, if you watch, I know you don't, but I can't help myself by watching uh, The Five. On Fox. Okay. okay. Yeah. Better you than me. Gutfeld constantly describing it as a bad soap opera. And this is a guy who sits there. He's got like a little mug with a unicorn on it. Mm-hmm. You know? What a dipstick this guy is. What a Seriously. You know? He's not. I, I, you know, now that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on the Twitter and subscribing to all these people, I see the tweets. You know what? They're... Trump will tweet something. And I'll see the supporters too. Oh, you yeah. Know, and Giuliani. And, uh, and there's always... You know, there are a lot of clips from Fox News on the news feed or the Twitter feed and stuff, and and, and uh, I get more than I want. You know, yeah. even even doing that, my best to avoid it, reason for, for I, I get off. I get more than I want um, I, of it, and, I, and it doesn't matter because you know, here's not to interrupt because like remember when all the Republicans went running out of the room during the Sondland testimony? Oh yeah. Here and and it's and it, and that and it goes to a reason like why what people would always ask me why are there all these right wing talk stations but uh, left wing has a, such a hard time it's always just donation only and struggling and everything and go because the left wing people uh, don't need to be told what to it's say right, and I go and it's not even what to think anymore you don't know what someone else is thinking and at this point I don't believe that they're as stupid as they're pretending to be. All right, but that's what they did. All the Republicans the were running out of the room. The they had to say something. Somebody wrote something. Is go. They have to say something so just so that there won't be silence to respond. Not an answer to the question. Right. Just a response because so that the facts are. It's, this is one of those uh, things irrelevant. Is, yeah. you, you just a have to say some say some words. What words do we speak now? That's what they all ran out of the room to confer with each other in the White House. What words do we speak? Sondland just said this. What words do we speak in response? Response. Right. Never mind. All no, out. no exculpatory evidence. No, nothing. They all went running out to do that, which is why why right wing radio and right wing television always dominates in ratings is because those people, those bigots, which is what they are, they need to have something to say other than because I'm a bigot. That's why <laughs> everything that you hear them say is just a word salad, a and and a, a space filler. Oh yeah, right? is incredible. Audio noise filler. Hannity, everything that he says, he says, this is what you tell the people at work tomorrow so that you won't have to admit. Breaking news. It is breaking news. This is what you have to tell people at work tomorrow when they say, how can you continue to be a Trump supporter in the face of all of this overwhelming evidence? These are the words words that you speak. These are the words that you speak because you are not going to speak the true words, which is because – I'm a bigot, and he's a bigot, and we're making a stand for bigotry together. That's the truth. That's the truth that they won't speak. So everything else that you hear... Well, what they're doing is, I, as I told yeah, you earlier, I said, Nunez, Nunez and Jordan, and those guys, 
basically it's it's a uh, it's an attempt at a narrative jujitsu. Yeah, right. It's it's yeah. narrative jujitsu, and they keep changing. And right after his response, I love it because I watched uh, the Fiona Hill testimony almost in its entirety. Yeah, that was great. She, God, yeah, her be, her for wrong. president. He was listening to her talk all day long. Oh, yeah. that, by the way, it's Cockney people. People, the the detractors are writing about her and her and her overly proper British accent. I think she even mentioned that her accent marks her as a as a low rent British treasure. Cockney, right? So. Uh, yeah, of course they've got to take an issue over that. But right after she says this 2016, this 2016 bullshit is bullshit. It's a false narrative. It's been advanced by Russia. It's a hoax. You should. You're doing yourself a disservice by perpetuating it. Nunez's response is, uh uh-uh. uh, right. It's totally true. Yeah, and now we know how he knows that it's true. True. Yeah, because he got he, he got fucked because he went to Ukraine. Oh, the the and look then, on his face, the memes mm, that came out oh my God, as a result of the look on his face. Uh-huh. Seriously, let's all make one. Yeah, I, I, and and it's you know he's not responding. He he literally had one response, and it was like an ultra right wing radio uh-huh. talk show. I know, but I basically know, he's that. not you know going out for interviews. He's question. not. No, are you kidding me? Any of that? He's Here's a shopping for lawyers. By the way. The uh, the new the new fucking cunt of the Republican Party. Oh my God, Elise Stefanik. Did, oh, oh, okay. Here's one. Did she Re- did she have local- to wrestle the trophy away from Betsy DeVos? Oh yeah. Well, at this point, local newspaper rips carpetbagger. I love this. Oh, I gotta send you that article on Jim Jordan. You'll love it. Carpetbagger representative Elise Stefanik. The Post Star, a newspaper serving the Adirondacks in upstate New York, that just a few years ago had endorsed. Stefanik's re-election bid. Now, after her brazen display at Trump's impeachment hearings, they want nothing to do with her. He offered, uh, this guy, Ken Tingley, offered a sober assessment of the Washington, D.C. gadfly, Mm. okay, who maneuvered her way to a congressional seat in upstate New York for a district she's never lived in, nor seemingly knows anything about. One thing is certain, people don't like being embarrassed by their elected officials. Um, from the Post Star, which is the newspaper up in the Adirondacks. Maybe we got this wrong from the beginning. After all, the Harvard-trained young woman went straight from college to a conservative think tank in Washington before ending up in the George W. Bush White House. She never lived here. She didn't really know any of us. Before college, she went to Albany Academy. Her exposure to the Adirondacks and the people she represents does not seem to be anything more than an occasional summer dip in Lake Champlain. That's a cold lake, bro. Damn. Not only is she not one of us, she never even tried to be. She prefers social media to pressing the flesh and debating the issues in person with local voters. Tingley ends with this scathing denunciation of the new Republican star. Okay. Her position on the House Intelligence Committee put her in a historic position to find the truth. Yet that opportunity seems to have been squandered so far at a time when so many of us are repulsed by the politics, the scheming, and the attacks. We find our own congresswoman in the middle of it as the new Republican star. She is now famous, or would it be more appropriate to say infamous? This chick literally... Asked every single person pretty much the same question. You know, mm. do you think 
in your opinion, is it possible that Hunter Biden being on the board of Burisma would um, appear to be a conflict of interest? And keep in mind that every other person I've asked this question to has answered yes to it. Mm-hmm. She, that's how she framed the question over uh-huh. and over, as if that's the most important thing. Right. Bitch! All of it. Anything that all of them said, especially, you know, getting you gotta back... you got to ask yourself, though, how'd she get elected in the first place? Getting back to Fiona Republican Hill. Republican wave. She came in with Trump in 2016. The the testimony, you know, Fiona Hill. They had those. They had the three filibusters. They had three people. They didn't want to ask her any questions because they had nothing. They yeah. they were afraid of her. So they just so they, they would just ask made speeches. Their questions, then run out of the room. They, would, they made they speeches. They didn't stick around right. for like later on a lot. They made speeches, and you know, at one point she says, "Can I actually say something?" Yes. Uh, we, so so this is what they're doing now. They're I love making it when speeches. They pontificate. There was one at one point. I can't remember which which jackwad uh, Republican it was. But he went on and on and on mm-hmm. and on and on. And then, for like, you know, he gets five minutes. So he mm-hmm. does that for like two or three minutes. Then asks the witness a question and says, I just want a yes or no answer. Yeah. Okay. I'm very short on time. Well, if you hadn't have fucking been bloviated, yeah. you'd have had more time, you fucking asshole. I can't answer it a yes or no. There are shades of gray. I don't have an answer for that, you jackwad. Assholes, a lot of them. The whole lot of Obama, Obama gave nothing but blankets. He gave them nothing but blankets. Then this guy, Ken, comes out and starts talking about how over the past five years, we've given Ukraine $1.5 billion in aid. Mm-hmm. What we didn't do was give sell them arms directly. We didn't give them arms when they had the previous administration, which was the right. corrupt administration that Marie Yovanovitch and all of the other Western people wanted out of there. The guy that Nunez went to meet, that guy, the corrupt prosecutor yes. that everybody wanted fired because he wasn't pro- because he wasn't prosecuting crooked companies like the company that Ju- Rudy Giuliani is involved with. Really- they're, they're trying to obfuscate. They're trying to cover up their own crimes by accusing the other people of committing Jiu-Jitsu. crimes. And by the way, something. Oh, didn't Hunter Biden? Oh, okay. Fuck Hunter Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck all of them. Run the bingo chicken. We don't care. It's got <laughs> nothing to do with this. I was saying to you earlier, I mean, imagine if Hunter Biden had never been on board of Burisma. It wouldn't matter. So, it wouldn't matter. They would have come up with some other horse shit. Absolutely. The Clinton or the blowjob. Uh, you know. That they... Staying what? on a dress. <laughs> Obama saluted with a coffee cup in his hand. <laughs> One of the things that happened was uh, uh, the uh, the lieutenant colonel. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his? I can't remember his name now. Lieutenant Colonel Vindman. Vindman. Thank you. Uh, yes, Alexander Vindman. He's, uh, you know, he wasn't born here. I know. He's yeah. Dual loyalties. He speaks Ukrainian. Dual loyalties. Yeah, he was offered the Secretary of Defense job in Ukraine. Yeah, that's yeah. a joke. Okay, here's yeah. the best thing, though. On Laura Ingram's show, basically they accuse him. They get Laura Ingram, yeah, scathing bigot. Yeah, Laura bitch, Ingram with yeah. that big honking Run DMC inspired like cross that she wears. She's just a bigot. Yeah, you know, ex lawyer. She's a real lawyer. What a waste of an entire year of contract law and civil procedure that was. Okay. But she basically went on a show after Vindman, you know, mm-hmm. uh, before he testified. But this was after his closed testimony and, and it had been made public. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some guy basically accused him of being a traitor. So his lawyers said, 
you need to retract that. We're not suing yeah. you yeah. Yet. yet. But the letter By the, way, is, the letter yeah. that the lawyers sent to Fox mm-hmm. is... I read it. Fa- I've got it. I posted yeah. it. Okay, it's a must... Re- it is... Fan- and it's not legalese. He doesn't... Yeah. You know, they don't go off into the whole... They, they don't get quiet. It is great. It is... It's one of the... the it's the highlight, you know? This guy, Vinman. Mm-hmm. Literally, they will besmirch anybody who doesn't yeah, agree with them. They're obviously slime balls. They were slime balls from the very beginning. They were involved in slimy shit. I mean, Trump himself, a career criminal. And, and everybody that he's been... He's the been balls do- of a guy who never served... He's he knows no shame and he's never known shame. All right. Yeah, and now his you got father, this whole Navy thing. Listen, his father was a scumbag. His grandfather was a scumbag. His kids are he's scumbags. a scumbag. His kids are scumbags. Yeah, with that, that book. And and everybody who's been firing, replacing people in his administration. Oh, why did you hear trying about to find what the scummy? He's firing people for not being scummy enough. Do you hear about what happened? Uh, I guess uh, Trump Jr. did a speech up at the University of Florida. He got paid fifty grand for it. Yeah, and okay. they're impeaching the they're president. They're impeaching the president of a certain body. That's great. Also, I heard that uh, was the RNC had to buy like you know fifty thousand copies of his book or something like that. Spent hundred grand. Yeah, you know to, they, to they boost spent the on... sales. He said something very interesting though. He was on. Uh, I literally caught this. The two seconds of this. I need to subscribe to his Twitter feed. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> I uh, he was on Life, Liberty, and Levin. Levin, the great one. But he he made an interesting comment. He said, you know, nobody could believe that the brash billionaire from New York has the ability to have a conversation with. And I've said this before. I said, we don't need to change the Electoral College or any of that. Okay, we need a fucking road trip. And you got to sit down. You don't want to talk to and don't talk at. You talk with. Trump's use, and I, I wrote about this before he was even elected, said Trump's use of the words we and they, us and them. Mm-hmm. It's not me. Right. It's we. We. There's a major reason why so many voters and members of Congress are sticking by him. And it's because an indictment of Trump means that they were wrong. They were I they were it means they were wrong and were either too stupid to realize it or content to be hypocrites. And the quote that I love is from uh I can't remember. I'll think of it in a minute. But it says, when confronted with the choice between admitting one is wrong and proving that there is no need to do so, almost everyone gets busy on the proof. Mm-hmm. Goes back to the uh, the amazing Randy, and it goes back even further than that. It goes back further than P.T. Barnum. It goes back to Mark Twain. It's easier to fool somebody than to convince them they've been fooled. Mm-hmm. You know, right. The problem with Trump supporters is that because he constantly talks about we and Hannity talks about us, you know, the people that duly elected him, our guy, our country, an indictment of Trump is an indictment of their intellect or lack uh, thereof. Right. They a, would have to admit that they were they're wrong. wrong. Okay. And ego is way more powerful than any intellectual argument you can make. Everyone gets busy on the proof. Mm -hmm. There it is. I'm going to say it again. When confronted, okay. Which is why. choice between admitting one is wrong and proving that there is no need to do so, almost everyone gets busy on the proof. This is what we are facing. And I, I, this is what Donald Trump 
and Fox, which I believe now is the most dangerous and damaging entity in the United States. More damaging than right-wing media, more damaging the online, it's Fox. Because yeah. that's yeah. because Fox is the legitimate wing. Right. They're like the they're basically the Sinn Fein, mm-hmm. okay, to the IRA. That's what they are. And, you know, I got no problem with the IRA, but that's all I think. That's but a, I'm saying that's a, whole other that's a whole other, you know, yeah, issue. But Fox is what lends this kind of bullshit and staunch stick-to-your-guns mentality. It lends it the air of legitimacy. It's it's most this, trusted, most watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most you know, watched. Their, their slogan used to be, we report, you decide. You know what it is now? We decide. Here's, here's what. Right, we, right. we decide and then report on it. It's, it's been you. that way for a long time. This is one of the ingredients of, of the bigot formula. I'm sorry I keep hitting on that. because, And I think that this is the argument that needs to be made. Because here's the thing. Why do Klansmen wear hoods? So that nobody knows who they are. Right. Because, because they know it's wrong. Yeah. They know that it's evil and they know it's wrong and they would be embarrassed if people knew. Right, which but their claim this, is that this rhetoric that, that they don't want to be they don't Fox, right, they don't want to be uh you know they they don't want to have people basically prejudicing them. They're prejudiced right, against right, our feelings yeah, right, so right, we have to right, cover it up. It's not yeah. But they know they know that they're evil, they know that it's wrong. Yes. And what and this this rhetoric that you hear them spewing, like when they take the questions and answers like, Well, I think the president has a point. If we're gonna send four million dollars to somebody, we should know that they're fighting corruption the right. way that the president says and everything. You know why that man is saying that? Because Fox News told yeah, because him Because they told him to Fox News said, This is what you say instead of admitting that you're a bigot. This is the hood. That phrase, that's the hood. That is right. right. And, and that's and why, here's, that's why I'm calling them on it. Yeah. I'm calling them out on it. And here's what the new narrative's going to be. Here, it's mm-hmm. about to happen. FISA, the new FISA shit. They, they, they turned up nothing. They yeah, turned up nothing. But that, that's so... I know, like I, know, that I, know stuff. I know, yeah. I know. Let me tell you something. Turning up nothing, okay, yeah. has never stopped them I know. Acting as they're, they listen, turned up the it doesn't matter. Trail of conspiracy. It, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't. Why? Why even bother yeah. turning up anything? You're just going to say some words. If you don't turn up anything, you're going to say you did. It, you're just keep saying words. We're all ignoring you anyway. And by the way, the reason that Fox News gets all that percentage is because thirty five percent. That thirty five percent. They're all watching the one channel. The rest of the human race is watching all of the oh, other yeah. channels. That's how the dividing, they, the they divide rating. the audience. I wrote that down. I said, you know what? I wonder right. if their rating is higher than CNN and MSNBC no. combined. Listen, they get. Thirty-five percent. They are thirty-five percent of the population, and and they get thirty-five percent right. all concentrated on one channel. And by the way, hippie, that thirty-five percent owns twice as many guns as the other two-thirds. So arm yourself, arm hippie. Arm yourself, hippie. Okay, right? so just a it's not the of, government that's going to be coming at you. It's couple cra- of quick crazy uh, bigoted rednecks. I was talking last week about how I thought it was disgusting that these companies. Mm-hmm. You know, repay. You know, they call it repatriating their money. I said they should make yeah. them. They should get taxed and then give it to the VA. All right, Great FedEx idea. paid no money in taxes. They literally used their repatriation to use stock buyback to bolster their share price. And I thought it was interesting because 
they Republicans and Trump supporters love to talk about how the stock market, the Dow Jones has reached its highest point. Look at it, it's in record territory. I'm going to let you a little secret. The Dow Jones has set a brand new record during every president's term since Reagan. Every president since Reagan has had the Dow Jones hit a record number during their presidency. Every single one. So suck it, Republicans, because when the Democrats come in, guess what? Mm-hmm. It'll do it again. The economy was good under Obama. They gave him shit for saluting with a coffee cup in his Yeah, head. that's exactly it. So, so this uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was hospitalized. Yeah. The justice Stay was alive, admitted. Ruth. Yeah. The justice was admitted after experiencing chills and a fever, expected to return, blah, blah. Okay. I, I wrote this down very quickly last night. I sent it off to a friend of mine. I said, here's the nightmare scenario. In 2020, Ginsburg has to leave the court for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Illness, death, okay. McConnell taps into his inner political demons, and he proclaims what's good for the goose is good for the gander, no vote until after the election. Despite the conservative backlash that not so suddenly concludes, hey, it's not hypocrisy as long as it's good for us. Mm -hmm. Why does McConnell hold tough in this instance? Here's why. Because he knows that if the winner in November gets to pick the next justice, this along with a long, drawn-out impeachment trial in the Senate, will incentivize Republicans, particularly evangelicals and gun nuts, to go to the polls while simultaneously forcing Democrats to address these two issues instead of everything else during an election year. Whereas, if he says, tough shit, Dems, all right, mm-hmm. I'm what matters up in this motherfucker. That was then, this is now, so suck it, snowflakes. And has the vote, okay, before the election. This will incentivize Democrats to turn out record numbers in November and could not only get Trump tossed, but also enough senators for him to lose his majority in the Senate. And he's up for election in 2020. He can find himself unemployed. Right. So here's the nightmare scenario. He hold, Okay, Ginsburg has to leave the court. He holds off on a vote. He and Trump get reelected. And by Christmas 2021... SCOTUS is 6-3 for conservatives with no change in a, on the horizon, short of someone pulling a Pelican brief in 2024. You like that one? A little, little Grisham uh, reference? You know, they killed the two Supreme Court justices for the oil thing. That's be the only way they could do it. So during this holiday season, no matter what, let us all keep Justice Ruth Ginsburg in our prayers. Okay, I know I am. I know, I know she's Jewish, but I hope that she'll accept my uh, chicken sacrifice to Chango as a whatever. It, I don't hey, as a religion goes voodoo. out the window on this one. Whatever it takes, I don't care if you've got to give her a consistent blood transfusion on the bench while she's ruling and hearing arguments. If that's what it takes, do it. Okay, do it because the alternative scares the fucking shit out of me. Yeah. All right. Time to get back to the groove, baby? Let's do that. Yeah, baby. You know what it was a time? It was a time right here on the groove at SoFloRadio.com.
what it would be like to maintain a life where you're living and your well-being of you and your family depends upon you lying every single day. I think that they believe that there is some way in which what they are doing is good and that there is some moral compass that they've invented that allows them to do this. A double portion of God's power. Well, we did it. We had exposed this man on probably the most popular television show of the day. And he announced bankruptcy shortly after that. Oh, glory to God.
go right from the uh, from the uh, George Rodriguez archives. Pat Benatar, no, you don't. Which is what? Yeah, it's a cover of a sweet song. Yeah, that's and right. It's from her first album, and her first album is very rocky uh, and, and marked by a lot of really strong vocals and uh, and, and strong guitar. Yeah, like that. oh yeah, he's she, no slouch. She got, and it happened to a lot of people, especially in the eighties when they they got more and more poppy. Yes, I, I blame MTV for for just softening everyone up progressively as they went along. You saw it happen to so yeah. many acts, and her first two albums, rockin'. You know, like like the Cars, first two albums yeah. like rocking and and good and just like like fire, and then all of a sudden, you know, unky pinky, unky pinky, you know, it sounded like video games after well, we that. Well, you know, we talked about this, you know, because she's uh, we're talking about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff, and so mm-hmm. you know, yeah, man, there you go. That's 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 testimony yes. to powerful voiced little woman there. Yeah, before that, Shaolin Temple Defenders, watch your step. That is from Chapter Two. Get in the Spirit came out in 2009. Those Cats from France, one of my favorite bands from, from over there. Before that, My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult, a continental touch. That's not the original. That is actually a remix. They have a, uh, an album they came out with that is called uh, I think it's 13 Above the Night. It's all remixes. And so that's uh, one of my favorites for that. Yeah, Lenny Kravitz, love him. Tunnel Vision from Circus. Before that, more from An Honest Liar, I just, I just love the fact he goes. Well, shortly after that, he went bankrupt. Glory to God! Yeah, <laughs> but he's back. You know, he's back on the circuit, man. He's back on Wee TV with the Miracle Springwater. So I was telling you, Fox News is the Miracle Springwater now. Mm-hmm. You know, but but James Randi lives around here. He's yes, uh, Fort Lauderdale. But here's the big thing. This is the real reason we want to get him on a show. Myself and him, mm-hmm. we have the same birthday, August the seventh. Oh. So we got he, he lives over in Plantation right now. So that's my daughter's August the third. You guys yeah, should have you know, a, we a did, joint party. Yeah, man, get him on here, kicking off the set. Can't go wrong, James Brown. Of course, you know you say you want to talk about performers. There's James Brown, and then after that, you can start dealing with the list. Okay, for James Brown at the top there, there was a time. That's a live version from a uh, not very. Uh, well-known live uh, album that he made, I believe back in 68, from a concert he did in Texas. And it's just, you know, it just didn't, you know, he he literally came out with like two albums a year, every year, for about 15 years. And over and over again, he would just keep pumping them out, remixing them, live versioning them, new stuff. It's great stuff. That was one of them. You know, I wanted to read this thing, uh, from the last, you know, the last segment that we were talking about, we we're talking about, you know, narratives. And I wrote something to a, you know, about something that a friend of mine had written, and I finished it off with this. I said, recent events have brought to the forefront an increasing scourge of those bent on Cirque du Soleiling, the First Amendment, from a shield for opinion forged by freedom into a sword of oppression gilded by greed and seemed to have given rise to a form of containment that the Founding Fathers had hoped would never taint our Republic's subservience to its democracy's citizenry. Unless we are willing to delineate facts from opinions by acknowledging the reality of the first without succumbing to the entitlement of the second 
and then respond to each accordingly, we sully the memory of those who sought to ensure us the, those freedoms in the first place. Amen. Thank you. Very, very well written. Who wrote yeah. that? I did. No, oh, huh? I wrote that That's all. A, sounded like life. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He didn't foresee Fox. Actually, they did. That's a kind of the irony thing. He's yeah. my second favorite slave owner. <laughs> After Washington? And so, Scarlett O'Hara. Oh. Okay. <laughs> just, it's all for comedy, man. I'm not fond of that. We got to get you back on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need people to start, you know, ponying up the George Rodriguez show. Must go back on here. Time for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know who I'm talking about, right? No, you don't. Not this time. We got a special shout out to Dr. Mingel. My dentist for yanking out uh, my wisdom tooth last week. I had a wisdom tooth taken out on Thursday. So. Your, de- your dentist is named Dr. Mengel, eh? Mengel. <laughs> Mengel, <laughs> eh? Mengel. Mengel. And Kathy and the entire crew. <laughs> but he's never heard that joke before. Oh, yeah. I'm almost certain he has. <laughs> he should be up in New York right now going to Murray's Sturgeon Shop. He was asking me, where's the best smoked fish in New York? It's Murray's Sturgeon Shop. 89th and Broadway. Best, best smoked fish in New York. Tell you, I was... I was telling him, you know, because it, it started to get loose. And so I told him, he's like, well, I'm glad you came here. I was like, yeah, I just talked to a friend of mine. He goes, you know, back in, back in your hockey playing days, you just yanked that puppy out and going out for the third period. Oh, yeah. You're only allowed to miss as many, sti- as many shifts as you get stitches. I thought we were talking about uh-huh. sturgeons. Man. Sturgeons, yes, <laughs> Like a sturgeon. I, I just, I just. Weird to, Yankovic, it's a big man. fish, so I'm trying to envision the size of the pipe required to smoke it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm also talking about, yeah, Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Dave, carrying the entire ASE certified crew of Precision, got you covered bumper to bumper, any make, any model. Actually, I'll tell you something, Dave is not, in fact, a, uh, a certified ASE auto mechanic. He is an ASE certified master mechanic. All right, bitches. That's right. All those guys on Motor right. Trend TV. Yeah. Take a seat. Kick up your feet because class is in session at Precision Auto Works. Tell you that. I actually, uh, I'm going to try. You know, talking to you about doing a New York thing. I'm going to leave my, you know, talk to Dave and have hopefully leave the car there while I'm up in New York, mm-hmm. and uh, get the tune up that I should have gotten about six months ago. <laughs> so I need to have that done. So hopefully we're going to. Uh, Take care of that. I've also uh, got marked off on my calendar his next uh, cruising, which is right after I get back. So that's going to be, uh, I wrote down, uh, I believe it's Friday the 13th. He does his cruising. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And then shortly thereafter, the temperature for the entire planet goes up by about 0.1 degree Fahrenheit because of the uh, burnout competition. Easy to get to. Mm-hmm. Right off I-95. You get off on Atlantic Avenue. You drive west till you get to the very first light. That's Andrews. You make the left turn on Andrews. First light is 3rd Street. You make the right turn. He's two blocks up on the left-hand side. Mention the Groovathon. There's a discount. You're not going to need it, but it sure don't hurt, baby. All right? Of course, you can go to the SoFloRadio.com homepage. Click on the box in the top row that says Tony C's Groovathon. It's going to take you right to my page. Where you are going to see, among other things, a link for Precision Auto Works with a very nice logo. 
Got their logo all perfect there. Yes. Angel. Thank you, Angel. Mucho. We love you. Mucho. Mahalo, my brother. You'll also see a link to our SoundCloud page where every Groovathon ever done is available to be listened to for free. That's right. And you can go and take a look at every single show and see every song that has ever been played. 954-247-9362, Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. It's the place where people who love their cars hmm? what? take their cars. There you go, baby. Y'all know what that means. Yeah, it is time for the drive groove. And I put together an all-shredding Steve set. Okay? You know, that's how I was starting out. Those first 10, 12 shows, every, uh, every show I had a shredding Steve. Right, this set absolutely okay. It redlines the groove tachometer from the starting line to the checkered flag on SoFloRadio.com.
Baba do mama mama. Steve Miller from the Joker. That is uh, side A. The the song the Joker itself is the first song on side B. Side A of that album one of ten great album sides ever recorded. You know we used to have that argument about album size, not the entire <laughs> just the album. You know, back, oh yeah, sure. The album side as uh, was it uh, Aretha Franklin's Lady Soul side one with uh, <laughs> Chain of Fools. Uh, people get ready. Money won't change you, and uh, natural woman. Just it's. I don't know if it gets any better than that. But there you go, Steve Miller. Before that, Stevie Ray Vaughan with W. C. Clark on bass. That is basically just a uh, little jam session they did for Austin City Limits several, obviously, a long time ago. It's just called a little thing from Austin, Texas. For that, yeah, we keep the shredding. Steve's going. Steve Stevens, letter to a memory from flamenco. A go-go, a dynamite album. That most people aren't aware of the fact that he's like big into that, into the, into flamenco guitar. He's a he's he's one of these guitar players that people because he played with Billy Idol all those years. They just unless you're into guitars and into mm-hmm. guitar players, he just doesn't come up. He's not one of those guys, you know, like Stevie Ray Vaughan or somebody, you know, the you know or, or any of these other cats out there before that. Yeah, the great one, Steve Morse, over easy from coast to coast. And we kicked it off with Steve Vai. That is the Attitude song. That is a live version that he does with the orchestra uh, in England, I believe. Um, The original version, that's from the album uh, Flexible. I actually got the very first version of it. He recorded like most of Flexible on a four-track in Zappa's basement. And the original version of that song, the Attitude song, the first release was as a flexi disc in Guitar Player Magazine. Oh, what? Which I got uh, through my RA at uh, University of Vermont. Well, I got a copy of Monster Mash really? on the back of a cereal box. Hey, man, I miss like that kind of stuff. You know, now it's all yeah. the free MP3 and mm-hmm. like that, but the flexi disc shit was cool, man. I'll tell you. This morning, I went up and, uh, you know, had my pre-show breakfast at Denise's Kitchen. I go in there. It's about 10.30. Sit down. And the, the lady that is going to be my waitress, I hear her going, going to Montana. <laughs> and she's literally singing Zappa. Yeah. She starts saying that. I go, going to raise me a crop of dental floss. And she immediately yeah. waxing it up, waxing it down with my Zircon 
encrusted tweezers. I was going through this it's, uh, just like last week that, uh, during the drive groove. I had seen four out of the five uh, people that I played live. Same with this one. Steve Miller, Steve Ray Vaughan, Steve Morris, and Steve Stevens I've all seen live. Steve, uh, and Steve Vai. I haven't seen Steve Stevens live. So I got four out of five there. I saw Steve Vai with Zappa. So that's saying something right there. It's pretty, you know, that's cool shit. So check it, brah. Yeah. 90. Canning it up. 99 in the books. Now, the next show is going to be either in three or four weeks. We're not sure yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's going to be our special year-end nothing but groove and gratitude show. And unbelievably, okay, I can't, I really can't believe it. It is going to 100. be the 100th. Groovathon, a hundred wow. freaking nice timing right at the end of the year. I know. Well, that was that's the whole thing. We were looking at this, you know, several mm-hmm. months ago, and said, yeah. you know, wouldn't it be interesting because it might time out like that? And here it is. And here it is. It's definitely, you know, I'm really, I'll tell you, as a precursor, mm-hmm. I'm grateful I've got to do 99 shows. Right back at you. You know, 99 shows, man, with my bra. Right on. Right here, bro. Suffice to say, we're going to have some uh, stuff going on. I'm, I'm guessing mostly a whole lot of gratitude, but maybe some uh, some groovy new stuff from uh, from some old pals of mine. I've spoken to a few friends. I got uh, Paul with Sydney Green Street Band. I got some new stuff from him. It looks like uh, my man Eric Alterman from the Slow Guns. He's mm-hmm. got some new material. Gene Pritzker, whom I played a lot of stuff, uh, you know, uh, you know, from uh, the, uh, the composer's concordance and all this stuff. He's actually was just over. Matter of fact, he did a thing. Uh, Zap is in the title of it. He wrote a, uh, a, you know, a whole bunch of music, and it was performed over in Austria or Germany, just like in the, within the last week. But I got in touch with him. Hopefully, he and uh, Sean Satin are going to put together a little something, something for the show, uh, a little Christmas. Did he? You know, that'd be that nice. He, yeah, he did. They did that uh, a couple years ago. Sean put together a little acoustic thing. Um, what else was I looking at uh, on the subject of uh, old pals of mine? Uh, the "Get Out of Here" song is uh, from a band that was originally fronted by Billy Gibbons back in the uh, mid '60s, and then uh, this band, two of the members of the band, um, it's called the Moving Sidewalks, um, out of Texas, mid '60s, and then two of them got drafted. Mm-hmm. And so that, the leftovers, became, ended up becoming ZZ Top. No. The Moving Sidewalks, of course, had opened for Hendrix. And Hendrix actually said, Billy Gibbons the next great guitar player. He right. said that Rory Gallagher was the greatest guitar player he'd ever seen live. He said Billy Gibbons could be the next one there. And Billy Gibbons decided, uh, I guess, back in 2013, he wanted to get the original... Moving Sidewalks, the original mm-hmm. four members, back together for one show. They were going to do one show. And it was going to be at B.B. King's in New York. The original, the B.B. The King's that no longer exists, unfortunately. Um, that one mm-hmm. was on 42nd Street. And they were going to do one show. And they wanted to, they were trying, you know. So who are they going to get to open for them? Well, he called my friend, my friend Alon, and said, could you get together your band the moving, uh, the headless horseman, to open right. for us. Great. Now, you know, not for nothing. Billy Gibbons calls and asks, "Will you, will you open?" 
the answer is yes. I don't give a fuck what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You just say yes. And they did, which I think and it, there's plenty of uh, stuff on YouTube from that show. It's absolutely fantastic. And uh, I have a feeling, because I got in touch with Frog, with my friend Alon, and uh, there might be some brand new material from his uh, latest Rock Squadron out of Kansas City. Got my fingers crossed for that. The... Uh, the Mohawk, the Mohit, I can't remember what, what the name of the band is. He's working on a whole, he's back, like he had been out of commission for a little while. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, old folks stuff. We're getting old. But now he's like back, and he's working on a lot of projects. He's got a whole bunch of stuff in a hopper. I'm really, it makes me very happy. Alon's one of my favorite guitar players. He just, he's got that, it's like, it's, it's Chuck Berry with, with Attitude. It's Chuck right. Berry with fuzz. It's Chuck Berry with grunge, baby. You know? Very cool. And uh, so I'm really psyched to get some new material from him. Uh, Mike Schmidt is now out of Rhode Island, and he just uh, auditioned for a band, got the gig. So I saw some postings from that, so that ought to be very cool. Um, I've got stuff coming up. Uh, I've already got stuff uh, put in the old folder there. Various bands like uh, the Hippie Nuts, Tom Semioli, and uh, and those cats. I got a great track from them. One of my favorites is just a fantastic version of a of a song they do. I believe it's a Humble Pie song. Uh, I think Thirty Days in a Hole. Just great, just a great version. Love that. So I've got a whole bunch of that stuff. We're going to be talking about stuff that uh, friends and stuff have done throughout the last year and the the gratitude, baby. The gratitude. Yeah, man. It emerges from an attitude of gratitude. There ain't no doubt about that. We bitch and moan about a lot of stuff. Yeah. But at the end, you know, and it's stuff that deserves to be bitched right. and moaned about. It's, it's bitch worthy. It is absolutely. It's it's SmackDown worthy for mm-hmm. sure. Ain't no about it. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the year, right? You have to sit back and go, hey, for all that, here we are, man. You have expedited my dreams. Ah, bless you. You know? We're going to be talking about that. But we're going to get you out of here with an appropriate song. It's the 99th floor of the Moving Sidewalk. So as always, for myself and Gramps Master, Flash Lost George's George Rodriguez. That's me. It is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.
live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com.